Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 105.3 FM HD. Two. Two? Wow. Two. <laughs> I should have caught that, but congratulations on that. This is Tom Fitzmorris with the second course of The Food Show. We talk about eating. We talk about restaurants, cooking, wine. We talk about cleaning all the dishes that you have a make uh, a, a pile of junk from and you know anything else having to do with food we're wide open to it you are always welcome here no matter what it is even if you have something to say that basically comes down to you're a jerk i don't believe a word you say or something like that oh what (laughs) did you ever figure out the old-fashioned story that jim was looking for no we didn't quite because uh well the news came up but have you thought about it since then not since then, no. What? Well, you you always tell. Oh no, that's a different story. No, mm-hmm. uh, I think he was looking for the actual history of the old fashioned, and there's a- I know that there's an old fashioned story. There are two drinks that I dread Tom ordering. Yeah. One is Manhattan because we get the song. And, and the, the other, other one is, is the old Negroni? fashioned. Oh, the old fashioned. Well, no, very... we don't have anything with Negroni yet. Okay, but th- those two things are very, very similar. Well, the old fashioned got the story that the yeah. that you ordered an old fashioned one time, and then the person said an old fashioned what? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That, that's so the that joke. comes the with joke the old fashioned the... order. Yeah. So I've never actually heard the history of the old fashioned, only the joke. So do you know the history of the old fashioned? I, I mean, I know you do, but can you I, I, can I, you conjure it up? I do, but not to a, a useful uh, position. Okay, we'll, we'll have to look it up. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you know our friend who comes in and, and helps me do the show yeah, every Allie. Allie. Yeah. Allie saw yeah, the you, book. Yes, it, it, you, you told is, that story in the last hour. So what I wanted yeah, I know what a book looks like. So what I want to know is do you you can you remember the story of the old fashioned? So the answer is no, but we'll have to get it for him. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's we'll have to get it I for guess him. So. All right. Two six zero six three six eight is a great, great Almanac today. So many things in the almanac. It is definitely Mm. a feast, not the least of which is a famous quote (laughs) from Harlan Sanders, who died today. And he is the the uh, the brain behind Kentucky Fried Chicken. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a good founder of Kentucky Fried Chicken. And you have said this to me in a different form throughout the years that people used to say this to you. And it it's obviously been bastardized just a little bit, but the the quote that they said to you was a cautionary tale, and it was Tom sell to the masses, eat with the classes, sell to the classes, eat with the masses. Mm-hmm. But the original quote is a little bit less. Well, I won't say crass, but it's feed the poor and get rich, feed the rich and get poor. So same same thing. I've I've heard that more than a few times. It is one hundred percent correct. Correct, Amundo. 
Yes, uh, I really I, do. I think. can't wait to go to the bank with you. Another one. Mm-hmm. Another one. Words to drink by. Yep. All right, Doug. I know it's claret, but I like to say claret. So the wine, claret, is the liquor for boys, port for men. But he who aspires to be a hero must drink brandy. That's mm-hmm. a quote from Samuel That's Johnson. Right. Okay, let's go to a brandy is cognac. Let's go to Ron, the yeah. gourmet waiter. The gourmet waiter. Ron, I was Good expecting afternoon. you to call the other day when we talked about sandwiches. Sandwiches? Well, speaking of sandwiches, I, uh, I wasn't listening that day. Uh, fill me oh. in, please. <laughs> yeah, fill me in while you're we at it. We were talking about sandwiches a few days ago, and uh, Tom was saying <clears throat> that the best sandwich in the world was a muffalata, and I said that I love the muffalata. It was <clears throat> indeed a great sandwich, but there are lots of great sandwiches. And we talked about finger sandwiches, and uh, he this was all spurred on by his Cuban sandwich consumption for lunch that day a few days ago. So I was kind of expecting you to call in, but when you didn't, I thought, oh, my goodness. So here you yeah, are. Well, you know, your mm-hmm. muffalata was central grocery, and with all the Italian immigrants, they were trying to pre-make a sandwich so that uh, they could speed things up a little bit. And you had all these Italian immigrants that kept coming and requesting all of these different deli meats and everything. They started pre-packaging one sandwich. In other words, you'd make it ahead of time. And that yeah. would just make things a little easier during your flow. And that's how the... Uh, sandwich got started i used to be the general manager of nola po boys at 908 bourbon and they used mm-hmm. to have a tour that would come in and uh they would talk about the history of a lot of different uh, food items on the tour and uh, we heard that every day <laughs> and you remembered it so what is the purpose of your call today i was calling to tell you about my great mexican mac and cheese that i'm making tonight for a saints football party oh, oh boy terrific. that does sound like a perfect item for a saints football party tell us it is, especially when there's going to be beer consumed on the premises. Uh-huh. So um, anyway, basically what you do is you make your pasta ahead of time. And then uh, you want to layer things. And one of the things I like to put in there is a little bit of heavy cream with some egg. And that helps mm-hmm. give the mac and cheese some consistency. Okay, so you're just going to basically layer this. You're going to go pasta, you know, a little bit of cheese, a little more pasta. But one of the things that I put in there is I put in a couple of cans of Rotel tomatoes. Mm-hmm. They have those peppers in them, and it makes it makes it kind of hot and spicy. And if you use mm-hmm. like a four cheese Mexican uh, cheese bag, you get four different types of cheeses and a little bit of hot and spicy going on. So mm-hmm. if you layer all that to the top, and then if you punch a little hole right in the middle, I take that egg and that whole cream mixture, and I pour that in that little hole, and it goes down to the bottom and spreads out in between all these layers. And then you bake that in the oven. I bake it about 300 for about an hour, maybe mm-hmm. hour and 15 minutes. And, boy, that comes out good. Yeah, that sounds like a great, great thing for a Saints party. What else do you have on the menu? Well, I'll tell you what I cooked the other day. Um, I sent you some of that smoked salmon. I sent you some pictures of that, that cherry wood smoked salmon. I was wondering if you got those. You know what? I was wondering while I was listening to you talk – I was thinking you promised me that you were going to send me that stuff, and I have not seen it. So let me look okay. while I'm talking to you. Go ahead. Okay. The Wait, other thing no, I made is, is I made some home. I made no. some homemade boot. I made some homemade boudin, 
And what I did is I made boudin balls out of it, and I put pepper jack mm-hmm. cheese in the middle of the boudin balls, and then I rolled those around in some floured breadcrumb and uh, or uh, breadcrumb, some seasoned flour and breadcrumb, and then deep fried those. So it's a boudin ball with melted pepper jack cheese in the middle. That yeah, was really good. And then the other one, the, the salmon looks great. What is that barbecue pit? What is that? That's a beer keg barbecue pit that I made. I'm also around the gourmet welder, but you don't know that yet. That's very cool. Yeah, I do ornamental iron structural welding. I, I can, I can take, I can make anything out of metal. I've made many, many barbecue pits. Wow. Betty, anyway, the, the boudin, yeah, the boudin really comes out good. And the, the other thing that you do with it is you, you take a little bit of pepper jack cheese, you put a boudin ball around it, so there's there's pepper jack in the middle. And then yeah. instead of deep frying these, what you do is you wrap them in bacon and you smoke them with cherry wood. So oh it's gosh. like a it's like a smoked boudin ball with bacon around it, and it's got you know, melted pepper you know, jack I'm, in the middle. Gosh, I'm glad you said that because I was sitting here about to tell you what I was thinking, which was the exact same idea and uh, rendered a little bit better than I would have. Uh, uh, but I, I love this idea of bringing all of those things the the the, the milk products and all the rest of it and pulling it together. And that's uh, that's a different kind of a taste, but I can easily in my mind think of how that tastes, and I bet you it's pretty good. That was it that sounds one. delicious. The boudin balls. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the boudin balls are two different ways. It's pepper jack in the middle with a boudin ball. One of them is going to be deep fried after it's rolled around in seasoned flour and breadcrumb. The other one is going to be wrapped in bacon with a toothpick, and then it's going to get smoked with your favorite uh, your favorite smoking wood at a low temperature for probably 35, 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Something like wow. that. There's nothing better to me than smoked pork fat. Smoked pork fat <laughs> is the bomb. It's, uh, I take, I take there's that nothing over. better to me than over. pork fat in general, but smoking, i got to say you're right. That sounds like uh, kicking up your fat. I love it. Well, as long as you're going to just uh, part of the take liberties, you may as well enjoy them. That's the way I feel about <laughs> it, you know? I mean, uh, go ahead. If you're going to be bad, then gosh darn it, be really bad, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Embrace anyway, I'll it. let you go. Perfect perfect show as always. Love listening. I just bought some equipment today. I just left yeah. Care Restaurant Supply. And what'd you buy? I bought a couple of things. I bought some uh, skewers for mm-hmm. uh, shish kebabs. And then I bought a. Um, it's called the shovel. It's a Chinese. Um, it's a Chinese wok tool. It's basically a curved spatula for a wok. Because mm-hmm. I do a lot of my home cooking in a wok. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you don't hear that, that too much, it. but I would imagine that you do a lot of cooking of all different kinds, and uh, I do. that it's good. You know, and things. A lot of people uh, invite me over because they know that I'll cook. <laughs> They well, bring the beer. that'll that'll yeah, bring your friends all right. But uh, God bless you. Well, that sounds like, well, really what are you fun. Cooking? Go Saints. You bet. Thank you, guys. Great show. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye-bye. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. Our program today is sponsored by New Orleans. Wait a minute. Hamburger and Seafood. Hamburger and Seafood Company. Yep. Yeah. That's them. You know, uh, when they first hit the market back in the 1980s, late 1980s, if I remember correctly, and I think I do, we started seeing the New Orleans hamburger and why such a thing would be different at all. I mean, what could you do with something as everyday as a hamburger? 
Well, the people who own this got in there, and they did indeed find a number of different ways that they could add more interest to a hamburger, the main ones being that uh, he made it sure that when the patty had the, hit the grill, it would just sear on both sides. First you did one, then you did the other one, and be crusty on the outside. And in the middle, it was still very juicy. So you get in there and you can move it from side to side if you want to to get different sort of uh, aspects of the of the hamburger, but it sure did work well. And then it, it was so uh, successful, in fact, that other people had started asking about the hamburger, not just the hamburgers, but the New Orleans uh, seafood. seafood. And uh, this is fried seafood for the most part. It is all fresh, all prepared to order. And it is ready to go when you place your order. It doesn't have anything under a heat lamp or anything. You cook order, to order. Cook, cook to, order. to order and no uh, a grease or anything hanging around Golden there. brown, crispy. And again, with the crispy and the, uh, and the rest of it. And it's a, and even a, a good-looking, comfortable place to dine. Fast casual. Casual and, and lovely. and Char-grilled oysters. Char-grilled nice specials. Oysters. Good All these sandwiches things. of other kinds, creamy pastas with andouille and shrimp, that kind of New Orleans style. Yeah. And uh, that's it. Salads. Yeah, we, salads, too. Yeah. We have come a long way to get to the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Ten locations. Ten locations around town. And don't forget those uh, great oysters with the... New Orleans hamburger and seafood. seafood. We're about up for a break, but before that, let's just review what's going on in the show. Well, not much as usual, but well, you know. uh, But we had uh, we actually had a food question and a food report, which is impressive. And uh, we'd like some more of those if you have anything you would like to say along those lines. Otherwise, we can keep ourselves mighty busy. With this loaded almanac today. Today mm-hmm. is National Chocolate Covered Anything Day. It is the day that the tea was dumped into uh, the Boston Harbor. Mm-hmm. And uh, it is Jane Austen's birthday. I threw out the subject earlier of what what was it like to live in those times when you had a cook with a wood hearth serving what I guess would be called gourmet food from that time because it was served by servants and it was very civilized and they sat there and ate with their fork and their knife. Doesn't that drive you crazy? I mean, it does me. And uh, how Europeans use both their utensils equally. We do not do that. Anyway, um, it is also the day in 1901 that the first Beatrix Potter, Peter Rabbit, of the series Peter Rabbit was published. So we've got a heavy Brit thing going today. And um, let me see, what else is in the... There's a whole bunch of stuff. We were talking a little bit about um, Welsh Rabbit, or Welsh Rabbit, Mm -hmm. as you know it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just all kinds of things. So if you would like to chat with us about whatever it is that you would like to chat with us, those are some of the things that have been on the buffet today. Today is a buffet, not a buffet. No. Well, I mean, I, a buffet. <laughs> the subjects are a buffet. There's a, a lot of stuff a to A buffet, about. yeah. A buffet is a bad buffet. Oh, wait a minute. Right. Have it backwards. I know. A buffet is a bad buffet. That's right. And a buffet is a good buffet. And that's what we have today, I think. 
We have a good buffet. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. If you would like to idle up to the buffet, please give us a call. Two six zero six three six eight. You're listening to WWL. 105.3 FM HD2. You are listening to the Food Show. And, uh, you know, I say it emphatically because, you know, we're giving it a little bit more than. Because why not? Yeah. And, and nobody else was. So why we, not? we figured we would do it uh, yes. anyway. Our number is 2606368. Here's a little. So, Tom, uh, you were talking about the roast goose. Roast and goose. And you mentioned that this was at a Revion at the Hunt Room Grill. Does anybody mm. remember the Hunt Room Grill? I do. How long did it last? It was there a long time. It was the. Was it really? It was the um, high-end restaurant for the Monteleon Hotel. As I recall, it didn't seem like it lasted that long as Hunt Room Grill. It seemed to me that it replaced something, and then didn't last very long itself. I, I don't think so. I think it was there a fairly good amount of time, and and the well, that's a relative the, term. What do you mean? Well, here I here is the is what my uh, I'm going to present as my evidence, and, and that is that they had uh, scattered around the dining room a lot of uh, kill, kill on the wall. Kill on the wall. I couldn't have put it more clearly. Yes. myself. That's exactly what they yes. did. And so they had all of this stuff up on the walls, and taxidermy festival. It it exact a taxidermy festival is what it was, <laughs> but then they got to the point where they decided that the Monteleon just needed a general uh, overhaul. Yeah. Over and and which they did get, and it looks yeah. great. Yeah. And then they all they were going to redo the uh, the carousel, yeah, and but, and the dining yeah. rooms and all of that. And it improved all of that very, very yeah, it's strongly. Beautiful. beautiful. And so, Yo-Yo is good. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. And so that done, they didn't have to worry so much about these boring old style um, uh, restaurants that they had before. Nobody even knew where it was. I bet you Mike remembers the Hunt Room Grill. I'll bet you Mike does. I bet you he's been. Mike? Yeah. Is that Hello. him over here? Hello. We'll Hello. find out in a moment. <laughs> Oh, is that what you're does saying? that sound like you, Mike? Hello. That, that sounds a lot like me. Yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, I think I went to the Hunt Room Grill one time for one of those uh, tales of the cocktail dinners or one of those whatever. Uh-huh. Wasn't a huge fan of the place that night, but, I mean, that wasn't a fair appraisal, being that I never went there a la carte yeah. or whatever. Uh, I'm calling to ask whether or not you all have been to Brennan since the new chef took over. No. I haven't. Uh, I know that they uh, that the new guy is there, and from what I was able to see in the menus, it didn't look like they were going to really drastically change it. But it's too soon to to really study that very. Are carefully. you going? Well, no. From what I read, they promoted from within, and I think the right, new. Right. That's right. He, mm-hmm. He's like thirty-five years old, you know. Mm-hmm. And my curiosity is, I was a fan of Slave Rushing's food at Mila. Wait, you were or you were not? I was, was at Mila. Uh-huh. Okay. But not so much not so much at Brennan's. Really? And, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of felt that he was, the dishes that he was obligated to do, like the turtle soup and right. the uh, steak and bananas. Yeah. I just did, I didn't like his particular renditions of those dishes. Yeah. Well, he was obligated and, to do them, so, you know. Right. 
So I'm just wondering whether or not this chef is going to uh, be obligated also to continue those dishes and what his spin on them will be. Yeah. And, uh, there, uh, you know, I know, I know y'all, Tom did the dinner down there for many, many years. And, you know, when you get to thinking about Christmas, you get to thinking about Brennan's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, a, it's just do. a very, it's, it's, it's got the look. Yeah. So I was just curious if you had any firsthand experience. Well, you reminded us to go over there because, uh, you know, it's a, it's, it's like a blur of everything that's opening and just, you know, trying to keep everything straight. But yes, we have not been, so we're due. Yeah. So we'll go and give you a report. My Thank other you. question is, when are you going to do the champagne show? Well, Aren't I, you I, supposed to do a champagne show between now and the end of the year? Yes, I contacted Adam. Do you uh, do you know Adam? I'm sure you do, huh? Uh, yeah, I know Adam. Yeah, send him a note saying, get on the show tomorrow, because I'm going to call him later. But he said sure, but I don't know if sure means, yes, I'm actually coming confirmed, or sure means, yeah, whenever. You know what I mean? I didn't know what that meant. You you wanted to have him on specifically for champagne or just things in general? No, I wanted to have him on tomorrow, and I told him to bring Eric if Eric wants to bring some cheese, and we'll have a little holiday party. But but sure it. is a very vague thing. Now I know he's insanely busy right now, so sure yeah. might have been all he could have knocked out, you know. But he came back to me very quickly. He just didn't he didn't respond after that. So. It's on my list of things to do when I get off the show to call him or at least to try and uh, to try and um, email him. But I don't you know, when I, I asked him for tomorrow because we don't go into the studio very much. So I, we're going to be over there tomorrow and probably Friday. So, yes, I do want to do that. And he's supposed to bring champagne to talk about. Yeah, champagne. I told him to bring I told him to bring three or four mid priced champagnes that people are not familiar with because everybody knows Veuve Clicquot and all that, but I'm talking about right. ones that are not really all that well known. You know, if I you want to go sleep. impress someone with a, a yeah. champagne that no one knows about, they'll think you're really smart. So that's what I want. Well, I want to give people the opportunity to do that. What? Yeah, yeah, but that that's really hard to do because there's a lot of champagnes that people don't know anything about. I don't think they're going to be necessarily impressed just because they don't know about them. Um, specifically, grower champagnes. That that's a new phenomena that that got popular maybe about a decade ago. And in lieu of all the big houses that everybody does know, like Rotorer and Bollinger and all them, uh, these grower champagnes are small producers that actually farm their own land, grow their own grapes, and make their own product. And you know, there's there's dozens of them out there that the name wouldn't mean anything to anybody unless you you know you've done the research. And a lot of them are very good. Some of them are better than the the, the large house champagnes, but some well, of them are so good. I I am going to posit this theory that no one is going to impress you because you know a lot. Well, no, no, no I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with what's in the glass. You know what I taste. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I got a sleeper. I got a sleeper for you. Okay. Okay. My wife and I. My wife and I were at Sam's uh, Saturday, and I never. Ask her to buy wine. I buy the wine in the family, okay? Okay. But they ha- and I don't usually buy wine at, at Sam's. But they yeah, have. No, I was surprised a- to hear you say that. <laughs> it, it's 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 a California producer called Chandon. I'm sure Tom's familiar with it. Mm-hmm, and true. it was a bottle. It was a bottle of Brut Rosé for like seventeen dollars, and it was absolutely delicious. Wow. Totally legit. That's okay, say it again so we can write this Ch- down. 
Shandon, C-H-A-N-D-O-N, Shandon, Brut, B-R-U-T, Rosé. And it was about 17 bucks. And, you know, I mean, it's not champagne. It's American sparkling wine, but it was delicious. Okay. It was a rosé, you said. It was a rosé. I love rosé. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to be listening. What? Go ahead, Tom. No, what? what, What's the deal with women and (laughs) rosé champagnes? I think it's romantic. You know, they like the color. Romantic. So there's a difference in color of uh, a little bit of pink. Yeah, we like yeah, pink. Think, Chicks like pink. Yeah. Chicks, Chicks like pink. pink. There you go. <laughs> you need right, well, to get a bumper sticker. <laughs> I hope right, Adam shows up. All right, two six zero six three six eight. Well, if he shows up, he's not going to be able to impress you, Mike. I know that. All right, we should have Mike do the wine tasting, or the champagne tasting. Well, he could do it. It certainly sounds like he could. This is the food show. In case you don't know, uh, that's what we are here and uh, talking about. We'd love to hear from you about anything, anything having to do with food. Call us. Tell us. 260-6368. It is a bountiful, that's the word, it is a bountiful almanac today. That's Chef Andrea's favorite uh, word. No, I thought it was beautiful, outstanding. That's what it used to be, but he moved on. To bountiful? Bountiful. I don't think so, Tom. Bountiful. Yeah, he usually uses it when he's talking about his parking lot. (laughs) Well, no, don't laugh because... The parking lot over there is the biggest parking lot. It is, of, which is a, it, that's a wonderful thing. But and, I don't, I don't know if that's and, something. And he even has you can pull right up to the front door. Yes. And just walk right in, which is something. Which is else. a great thing if it's raining or really yeah, cold. Yeah, my you know? point exactly. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. So you know what I did? I just deleted yeah. the almanac from my phone. So we are now relying on Tom for the almanac. Although I do remember mm-hmm. most of it. Today is National Chocolate-Covered Anything Day. Yeah. There there was another one in here I wanted to to say a word about, but as usual. So let me tell you what I cover in chocolate. Yeah, tell me. Oh, here it is. I was Go ahead. Uh, When I first started writing about restaurants, uh, it's funny. People who knew me, particularly my family, uh, kept, they would see my, my articles. This is another sad Tom story. I don't want to hear no, it. No, it's not. They a don't sa- want to hear it. It's not a sad story at all. <laughs> and uh, what uh, they took out of it, because uh, you would read books, uh, cookbooks, and they would make references, or also even without the book, uh, into something that sounds like a gourmet dish. Uh, for example, ants whose job it is in the colony, the ant colony, to hold a supply of honeydew uh, brought to it by the ants, and then uh, then they get eaten. And they also have uh, the size of peas used to make these things. And uh, the, the point of, of any of this is that uh, here I have friends who are telling me, oh, what, 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 you're a gourmet, what do you eat? And it was always something ridiculous. Uh, your gourmet fried grasshopper. The funny thing about that is you can go to the store and get fried grasshoppers. But why would you? Oh, that's a good question. But it's something that's still, that actually does exist. And, <laughs> and one friend in particular who was always giving me grief about that. But uh, it was a lot of fun. So maybe I'll get a batch of uh, 
cranberries. Uh, I'm sorry, grasshoppers and. Okay, so oil. here's what I'm covering in. Ch- oh wait, we have to take a break. All oh, right, okay. so let's go ahead and do that. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. Hello there, it's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. We'd love to hear from you. Call us two six zero six three six eight. Jay is already there waiting to talk Jay. to us. This isn't uh, Jay who uh, went to the same school I went to, is it? Jay? Yes, it is, and that's why I was it calling is. you to make sure you have our little thing on your calendar. I certainly do, and I'm glad you had that because I'd been wondering uh, whether I'd been left off or something. I saw it. There you go. So, so are you RSVPing? You help me put, Just RSVPing is right there. Go ahead. What? All right. All right. So uh, what's the day? The last Friday in December. I think it's the 27th, in fact. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes. Tom is going to be there, I'm sure. Great. Good. <laughs> well, good, good, good. And I will probably We'll make be sure here. he gets to the station. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'll just do the show for him, because then he can stay there and do the thing you all do all day. So I'll just do the show for him myself that day. It'll be a better show anyway. How do you like that? No comment. Okay. All right, All right Jay. Merry Christmas. What? All right. Well, one more question. One more question. My my question for the day is: uh, we just uh, bought some uh, escargot plates at a uh, mm-hmm. at an estate sale. So I guess I need a recipe on how to make escargot. Oh, that's easy. You open the can. Which is where you're going to get it because you can't get them fresh. Not that I've ever right. seen. And then you cook them uh, in a little bit of butter and some herbs and maybe a little peppercorns and uh, until it appears to be, well, it's already uh, done when you get it. So uh, just get get a nice texture on it and away you go and, you know, open up the bottle of wine and there you go. Enjoy. You know what? I knew you were going to say that you bought these at an estate sale because where else would you find escargot plates? But you know what? I don't know well, how in what? We bought four uh-huh. and gave uh, we gave two away and saved two. And they hold about a dozen or so each. I don't know. Uh-huh. And then lo and behold, my neighbor down the street, she bought four. Of uh, from the same estate sale, but hers are like stainless steel. Mine are like uh, china or whatever. But she also got the little doodads that hold the uh, shells. If we decide to go shells, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going shellless. But that remains to be seen. Mm-hmm. I've got the little forks. If I do get the shells, so yeah, yeah I used to uh, have the shells. That it, I can tell you this: it works really, really well. There's a little restaurant in, in uh, Mandeville called. Uh, Lynn, Cafe Lynn. Cafe Lynn. Yeah. And he uh, does escargot that way, and it comes out really okay. nice. Yeah. Okay, if I may interject uh, I a, a, an alternate option here. Um, All right. I don't know. I mean, I, I if I bought escargot plates, I would never use them for escargot because I don't eat escargot. But if you uh, have trouble finding escargot to do this yourself, I would go to LJ's, E-L-L-E hyphen J's in Lakeview and have their oysters and ask them for the recipe and do it, do those, do oysters that way. Because his oysters are absolutely killer. They're a little ceramic dish with the same indentations that you would see in an escargot. 
And uh, it's breadcrumbs and garlic and olive oil and Good Parmesan art. cheese, and it's just incredible. Well, that takes. I'm glad you're doing that because I haven't I haven't tried LJ's yet. I'm, I'm anxious to try it. Uh, she crab soup and oysters for sure. Hmm. And you could right. read the account in nomenu.com if you did if you wanted to. It's it's from last week. We had a great oh, meal. We'll do there. that. Yeah, great meal. Okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. I'll All get right. my name uh, my name card off. Thanks uh, for calling. So <laughs> your prodsum. Yeah. Two six zero six three six eight is the number if you would like to chat with us about food. Otherwise, we'll go back to the bountiful almanac. Mm-hmm. Today is the day that tea was dumped in the Boston Harbor. Again. Didn't we do that about a? F- uh, no, I'm just hour? I'm just recounting because you know what they yeah, say I'm, about radio. They yeah. say that people come in every quarter hour. So oh, even more than I'm that. I'm just I'm mm. just because this was such a wonderful almanac. I thought I would revisit the subject and perhaps spawn some calls. So today is the birthday of Jane Austen, my very favorite. Jane Austen is the original chick writer. Chick writer? Like, if you had a chick flick, Jane Austen is the original of that. Chicks really dig it. Hmm. Steven. Hello. Entree. I, w- I want to tell you, I have a 1830s house, and I have two cooking fireplaces downstairs, one in the living room and one in the bed, and one in the kitchen. They're like 36 by 42. Please tell me you don't cook on them, do you? Uh, no, but I've been thinking about it. If you do, you have to call us and tell us what happened. Okay. So they're like real, real old-fashioned, like other-century kind of hearths. Yeah, 1830s. It's got, they've got cypress mantles, and they cook downstairs and upstairs where the bedrooms are. Yeah, so maybe you have I to. Have coal what? fireplaces. Upstairs, I have coal fireplaces, and downstairs, I have cooking fireplaces. I think you may have to try that for cooking, Stephen, just so we can hear about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, we uh, blow, uh, blow by blow. I would much uh, prefer regular old appliances. I mean, I, I'm fascinated with the whole thing. Just yeah. from a standpoint of, you know, what what's that like, but not enough to actually do it. But I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, that museum on um, St. Louis has demonstrations cooking out of cooking fireplaces. I think minute, every is day. That, what is that, the Herman Grimma House? Herman Grimma House, yeah. Yeah, okay. Does it really? Well, there you go, Stephen. Go take one of those lessons and then and yeah, then try I think it. it will. Yeah. And then call us. Yeah, I went that's to not, the flea that's market. That's not your whole yeah. list today, is it? No, no. Oh, I went to the flea market Thursday night. Yeah. And it was like, took up the whole parking lot. It wasn't very much food. It was mainly jewelry mm. and things for Christmas. Now I did have. Those meatballs. Yes, tell us. Well, they were $8 for one about the size of a <laughs> golf ball. 
Oh, no. Good oh, job. no. Um, well, I hope it was great. Was it great? It was It was good. I mean, it wasn't a mixed meatball. I mean, it was just, just hamburger meat. I mean, it wasn't pork yeah. and veal and, and whatever. Was it a gourmet thing? Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was just hamburger yeah. meat. Um, well, was the sauce in... good? Because he was selling his sauce. Yeah. I didn't buy a jar of his sauce. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell that Stephen was underwhelmed. Yes. Okay. Mm. And also, I went to Melba's for the second time, and got a shrimp poor boy both times. Is this the place over on uh, Almanaster or thereabouts? No, it's on Elysian Fields and Claiborne. Oh. And it's a twenty-four hour operation. They also have a laundromat, so you can eat and go to the laundromat at the same time. Uh, but uh, uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton were there. They have a reading program, and if you, and um, also if you, if a student gets an A, they give them a donut butterball, and they give the parent a poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good to know. And the the poor boy was good. And if you go in and you punch your Order in rather than seeing a cashier, they give you your Coke for free and it's refillable. So I thought that was interesting. Well, I and would they, say the vibe is probably considerably different from Shake Shack where you can also do that. Yeah. <laughs> do they give you a free drink? Nope, they don't. They don't. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, you know, they're open 24 hours. Yeah. And uh, it's. It, and it's very video where they'll take your picture if you're there and they'll put you up on the video board and and uh, I'm amazed. But you know, and they now, have a seat Stephen, table. How did you find your way there? What what was it that drew you there? Well, I don't live far from there. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I mean, I live across the street from Martin Brothers. I don't know where that is. You don't know that where the original is. Martin Brothers on Saint Claude and Turo. Okay, I see. All right. So, so you're in the cool part of town. You're in the the Marini or the Yeah, the Marini. I'm the last I'm the last house in the Marini. Ah, okay. I see. So and it was well, built in eighteen thirty. It's a solid brick slave quarter that's fifteen by thirty two two story and it's two and three and four bricks thick. Oh. Okay. Well, you have to do and, that. You have to cook and let us know what ha- what happens. Okay. Don't burn the place down. No, I won't. Yeah. Uh, and um, American Test Kitchen is their 20-year anniversary. They had a marathon on Channel 12 the other day that was mm-hmm. that was pretty good. And um, I watched that. And Martha Stewart also had a marathon on her new uh, of course Martha. She and, did. And Emerald. <laughs> so yes. when one wasn't running, I was watching the other one over the uh-huh. weekend. Well, they're a team sort of now. Anyway. So, mm-hmm. and I've read her. I have her cookbook. Um, her cooking. Her chef. Don't course. let her suck you in, Stephen. Don't let her do that. She'll no, suck you in if you're anything. not careful. They did, she, I don't. I don't buy anything like that. I mean, she, matter of fact, Martha Stewart gave me the book that I have. Oh, well. When I was in the limousine business, when when uh, 
Macy's opened. Mm. I drove her for the two days she was here, so oh, she gave me her her cookbook. Okay. All right. I think well, you're. I think you're being bid adieu. Tom's got that look like. Okay. That's no, it. I, I, thank okay. you very much for all the info. Little. Uh, Story. The eclectic right. list. All right. Yep. It's the food Thank show. You, Stephen. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and uh, let's see, what are we talking about today? We have bounced all over the place, and who Well, knows? it was a bountiful almanac, mm-hmm. if I may borrow Andrea's new word. I've not noticed that, but I'll pay attention to it. There was one thing that was missed. Oh, What's what? That? What was that? Today, I would like to give a shout out to uh, Ludwig van Beethoven on his 249th. And oh, uh, I was going to play a little bit of his 10th symphony, but uh, that hasn't finished yet. It'll be finished this coming year, as a matter I of fact. I would love that. Yes. That's a very moving piece of music. and it's uh, it All cut, of his music cuts, is moving. Cuts loose uh, on my, uh, my radio at home. It's amazing how it's always there when I want to listen to it. All of his music is moving. I went to his house in Austria. And... Um, in Vienna, and he had he had letters on the wall that he had written to his paramour, and I just could think, why don't people do things like that anymore? Why are people so weird about something so natural? Anyway, his music was absolutely incredible, and the idea of walking on the very cobblestones that he walked on was just titillating beyond belief. 2606368 is the number if you would like to chat with us. So Doug, it's it's his birthday today? Yes it is. Yes, okay. Well, happy birthday to him. You know, I always wonder now He can't about, hear you by the way. Uh You can't hear hasn't me. Hasn't been or... able to hear people for a long long time. Wait, you haven't been able to hear us? No, he hasn't been able to hear anyone oh. for a long long time. <laughs> How do you know, Doug? Anyway, um, I I often wonder why. I I find this a really fascinating thing to think about. Um, Why modern music does not have the soul that these composers from before the 20th century had in their music. Well, everything changes all the time, doesn't it? I don't know. I wonder if it's the distraction of modern life. Uh, it's a, it's a fascinating question, I think. But none of it mm. has, none of it even comes close to any of the what, soul I mean, of I, the music is in the performance, not necessarily in the writing, but in the performance itself. Now, some things are performed soullessly, others are not. I don't know, Doug. I don't know. When I hear some modern compositions i i marvel and not in a good way but i don't really think it i mean i don't know i think if you try to perform beethoven's or mozart's music or haydn or any of those guys in a really really limp kind of way it would still be pretty amazing pretty but see profound. it's, it's all in the performance would... you're talking about the performance mm-hmm. here okay yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight. This is not a music show. Tom's going to start yelling at us from from that Me? end now. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, I I do have something else about uh, you. We were talking earlier, uh, Jane Austen, your favorite writer, mm-hmm. and uh, her book Emma, 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure you remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a few years, the Upper Line restaurant here in New Orleans uh, observed Austin's birthday every year, serving a dinner in the style of 18th century British milieu. Uh, people would come attended uh, attended by the dress the dress in uh, period clothes, and only Joe uh, Ann Clevenger could have come up with something like that, because she was, uh, in addition to being a great restaurateur and a very creative she person. She eccentric, and, uh, eccentric. And she also, uh, in addition to all that, she uh, did all of these special events over at her restaurant where they would bring reenact uh, various eras of music and food and everything else, too. Anyway, she's still there. She's uh, it's it's mm-hmm. on. Long she's time. famous for her garlic soup, her garlic dinners, right? Wasn't no, she that the was one? that was Susan Spicer. Now, Susan. Didn't she also have garlic dinners? You sure? No, I don't think so. I think I know Susan Spicer had the garlic soup, but yeah. I thought that Joanne did, didn't Joanne Clevenger have like a garlic ice cream or something? Uh, she might have, uh, and and she might have done a, a soup that way, but uh, the, the one who's really famous for it is yeah. uh, okay. Susan. 2606368 is the number. T. T? Dropped into the Boston Harbor today. Oh, that, that too. Huh? In 1773, it started mm-hmm. the American Revolution. Uh, the first of the series of the Beatrix Potter books was published today. The Peter Rabbit series. Mm-hmm. Uh, chocolate covered anything day. Oh, I started to say this. So my favorite thing to cover with chocolate is nuts. Actually, the only thing I cover with chocolate is nuts. And I started out doing a chocolate bark. And then I decided that I would, I, I, I guess you could call these omega-3 bars because I decided, and I did this just this morning, I take almonds, walnuts, pecans, hazelnuts, cashews, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, and I think that's it. Oh, chia seeds also. And roast all that and then pour chocolate over it or pour it into melted chocolate and then I spread it out. And then it becomes just like a little omega-3 bar. And it's good. I have to say it's good. As a matter of fact, it's so good. (laughs) I literally can't stop eating it, which is really an unfortunate thing. Because, you know, they say you're supposed to eat just like a little piece of chocolate every day for your health. But who can eat a little piece of chocolate? I don't know. I, I just can't stop eating it. That's the problem. Anyway, I would never do chocolate-covered ants or pretzels, or the worst is white chocolate pretzels. White chocolate pretzels? Yeah. What do you do with that? Well, haven't you ever seen white chocolate pretzels? Uh, I don't or think so. Or white chocolate-covered seen... stuff? I mean, white chocolate is, of no, course, I've... not really chocolate. But, right, yeah. But, uh, yeah, people cover that in uh, – people cover anything in chocolate. Reese's Reese's peanut butter. I'm going to make some of those. I've been threatening to do that for a while. Um, I think I might do that for Christmas. I'm going to I'm going to use don't anyone tell Molly Kimball this, but I'm going to use Molly Kimball's 
diet recipe. And I'm going to make, without fake sugar, just a poured peanut butter cup. I've got the peanut butter already. It's in the refrigerator for when I decide to go ahead and do that. You know what else I'm going to do? I looked up this recipe for baking bread. Oh, now that's the yes, hard part. in the Poilin book that I have. And I'm going to, uh, I might even do that like in the next week. I might, maybe I'll do that for Christmas. I'll bake some actual white bread. And, and uh, remember and what I did when, when I did it and <laughs> what you said about it. Well, hopefully it'll come out a little bit better, Tom, because there was just nothing but bread cooking that Thanksgiving. I'll never forget that. I believe we are at the end of a show, I think we folks. are, too. So go Saints is all I can say. I hope you're doing a Saints party. Why didn't you invite me? 2606. Oh, it's like an automatic thing. It's almost like a like a, a reflect reflection. I mean, a, a reflective thing. Anyway, have a wonderful evening, everyone. WWL 105.3 FM HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.